you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're into influencer marketing. Do you hire influencers? Do you cast them in your partnerships? Are you an influencer yourself? You've got to check out Women in Influencer Marketing, or WIM for short. We are a first-of-its-kind networking organization dedicated to those in the industry. Aside from our incredible membership with a ton of amazing benefits and resources, we also have a really fun podcast. So check out over two years' worth of content with interviews from the most incredible women in the industry who are change makers, powerhouse women who are shaping the industry as we know it. Tune in every Tuesday, wherever you download podcasts, just search WIM radio, that's W-I-I-M, or head to our website at imwim.com slash podcast. That's imwim.com, women in influencer marketing. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. of menstruation and period care products has long been stigmatized. Though Femcare is expected to reach $42.7 billion by 2022, the industry has remained relatively stagnant for decades. Breaking down the barriers to innovation first requires breaking long-standing taboos. And that's exactly what Kareen Chambers-Saini intends to do. As the CEO and founder of Diva Cup, she is shaking up the Femcare market by taking the concept of menstrual cups from niche to mainstream. A long overdue disruption in menstrual products, Diva Cup is revolutionizing the period experience, providing the most eco-friendly, clean, and comfortable way to address menstrual care on the market today. Before the ubiquitous menstrual cup brand became the household name that it is today, Kareen initially struggled to gain legitimacy and convince retailers to carry their unique product. And now, almost 20 years later, 
Diva Cup has become the number one menstrual cup brand in the world. It's available in more than 65,000 retail stores worldwide and online. And since their launch, they've sold over 6.5 million cups with over 78 million periods served. Incredible. Karine is a proponent of innovation and social impact. She is committed to challenging the period status quo and championing for menstrual equity around the world. In this episode of Work Party, I'm sitting down with Karine to chat about overcoming adversity, balancing purpose and profit, and finally breaking taboo, period. Welcome, Karine. So excited to have you on the podcast. So first and foremost, if people aren't familiar with Diva Cup, can you tell us about this revolutionary product? Absolutely. Diva Cup is a concept for your period. It's an alternative, eco-friendly, sustainable option to tampons and pads. And how it works is just this little silicone cup. You fold it up, insert it during your period, it gives you 12 hours of leak-free protection, and, and you just simply remove it wash it and use it. So it's super convenient, very comfortable, easy to use. A lot of people freak out when they first hear about it. They're like, oh, that's so gross. But actually when you start using it, you realize how much cleaner and easier it is. So it's been a complete game changer for millions of people around the world. Yeah. And and for many people, it's their mom who introduces them to the world of period products and offers them advice on how to handle it when it's, you know, their first time of the month or whatever it might be. But for you and your mother, that conversation was really just the beginning of it all. Your mom, Francine, helped bring Diva International to life and you are the company's CEO and founder. So what is that relationship like both as mother and daughter, but also business partner? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was so lucky to have such a forward thinking mom that was really open and she was just so strong. She, she never had an opportunity to go to university or college, but she just was naturally curious and always trying to think outside the box and find a better way. And we were really, really close and she really taught me throughout our business to have a tough skin in the business and resilience. Like it just, I absolutely learned that from her. It didn't matter what happened, what people said to us and all the naysayers. And she just really gave me that confidence to keep going. Yeah. And so when did Diva Cup launch officially? So we actually launched back in 2003 we started developing it in 2001, but interestingly enough, her, she had the idea for the cup when she was 13 years old back in the sixties. And she just, she had all brothers. She hated the products of the time and thought there's gotta be a better way. So she was kind of holding on to that idea. She really felt passionate that, that uh, this is a product that could change people's lives. Yeah, that's an, insane that she was 16 and already thinking about this. But for you, after graduating from business school, you turned away corporate offers and instead joined forces with your mom at Diva Cup. And you said on the website that you've always known that you'd follow in her footsteps, both as an entrepreneur, but also as an advocate for women's health. So what inspired you to revolutionize the period care industry? Well, there was a, a number of factors. One of the first driving factors was that we wanted more options just didn't make sense that there's only tampons and pads. How come uh, we can't have more sustainable options? And there were some people trying to, to really promote sustainable options like uh, reusable pads. It was difficult, like really difficult getting, getting acceptance. And there's this mentality in the industry that, well, if it works, why change it? There really wasn't any innovation and disruption for decades 
like the the early products it's pretty much the same product since the 1930s and so we realized that one of the other things was that we realized that a lot of people didn't understand their bodies too they didn't understand their basic anatomy. We used to get tons of questions still to this day that, you know, they're wondering um, if they can still pee, if they're using the cup and things like that. So just having that conversation and we realized that there was a lot of work from an education standpoint that we were really passionate about wanted to continue doing that work. Yeah. I, I mean, that's so true. And I think that's something that, you know, thankfully has changed so much over the year. But again, you guys launched in 2002. So this is back before social media was widespread or before crowdfunding platforms like, you know, a Kickstarter or GoFundMe. Even today, the period care industry is largely dominated by men who have obviously never experienced a period and don't understand (laughs) that this is something that needs to be innovated on. So what are some of the setbacks you endured early on in developing the company and trying to gain legitimacy? And like, how did you overcome that? Yeah, well, interesting that you met mentioned men in the industry when we were first going to buyers and to industry experts it was primarily dominated by men most of the buyers were men Uh, they were actually older men i think they've been kind of in those roles for a really long time and didn't really understand the need to change anything and so that was really challenging for us but even going back before that just even getting the product made for us like we didn't have any funding we didn't really have any mentorship or, or guidance on how to even approach this. So it took us a number of years to even find a manufacturer that would be willing to work with us, figure out the materials. Like silicone wasn't even popular back then. So this was like really early days trying to figure that out. And we knew that the concept would not be accepted fully by by consumers if it wasn't in mass market. So that was the, another really big challenge we had to overcome is gaining that distribution. And like, who were we? All the products on shelf are pretty much all the big, huge CPG companies. And we knew that if this product was a niche product, it wouldn't really be accepted. So we were really determined to make it to mass market. And we had to keep, we had to just keep focusing on that and working on that. Yeah. And it took 11 years for Diva Cup to get its first mainstream distribution deal. But now it's the number one selling menstrual cup in the world (laughs) and available in over 65,000 retail stores in 40 plus countries. So 11 years is no joke. Like that is a long time to work and believe in a product, you know, stay the course, put in your effort. You know, this is something that I think a lot of female founders can relate to You know, it's like everyone thinks you're an overnight success, but it's 10 years in the making, 11 years in the making. So what was the challenge in getting into the, the mainstream retailers and how did that change after you were able to distribute there? Yeah, well, the the category didn't even exist. So you can imagine like we were trying to to bring this new category and pave the way and the actual conversation around sustainable period options was not happening. So consumers were also becoming more conscious and concerned on how they spend their money. So we can really see that there, there is a major shift from gearing away from disposables that aren't not just for the health, but for environmental sustainability as well. Today's episode is sponsored by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based results-driven skincare line. 
It's brand partners like Osea Malibu that help keep our show up and running. So I'm happy to partner with female-founded, family-operated companies to share their new Andaria Algae Body Oil. To create this one-of-a-kind oil, they soak hand-harvested Andaria algae in barrels of oil for up to six months to give you baby soft, silky smooth skin from head to toe. If you're looking for that post-shower perfect product, trust me when I tell you, this is it. I started using it right out of the shower and it helped me say goodbye to my dry winter skin. The Andaria Algae Body Oil quickly absorbs, leaving me glowy, not greasy, and smells incredible. Plus, the bottles make a beautiful new addition to my bathroom. Work party listeners, it's important for us to prioritize our self-care. Something as simple as adding a new product to your regimen can feel like a game changer to your already existing routine. To add one of Osea's skin nourishing products to your rotation, head to oseamalibu.com slash party and get $10 off your order of $90 when you enter party at checkout. That's oseamalibu, O-S-E-A, malibu.com slash party and code party for $10 off at checkout. Now let's get back to the interview. And obviously, even back then, the word sustainable, environmental, I mean, that wasn't even right now. That's all we hear about every single thing. Right. And that probably was new to everyone and probably not necessarily top of mind. So after years of hearing no from just about every retailer, you got this yes from Shoppers Drug Mart. So what I mean, I'm sure you pitched so many people. What do you think convinced them to take a chance on you in the business? Well, I think we really created a grassroots movement around it first. Like that's what we did for 11 years. We we got into the warmer markets. We really built our products in the natural industry. So we had an incredible opportunity to do this Times Square billboard ad. It was a huge jumbotron that was like two-sided and it was really a great opportunity, but it was more money than we'd ever spent on anything. So we were really concerned, like how can we, put all our resources into that. But it was one of those moments where we just had that gut feeling like we had to do it. And sure enough, that's what the Shoppers Drug Mart buyer actually saw the Jumbotron ad in Times Square, which was mind blowing. And then we hit her with all the stuff that we were doing. We were doing, we did a TV program with Larry King that was uh, eco products talking about companies that were really changing the face of sustainability and we brought her our ads and finally we got a yes after all those years. Amazing. I mean, I, clearly that billboard paid off in spades. So <laughs> as you began to eye international distribution for the brand, what new obstacles were presented and how did you navigate through them? We started doing a lot of international trade shows so we could expand our reach For years, that was how we spent a lot of our time creating leads. And we were getting a lot of leads and we were so excited about the possibility and the opportunity to to expand internationally. But regulations was a huge obstacle at the time. We really didn't have any experience breaking into those markets. And it was a very complex and long process. Like I remember actually having to go back and forth to consulates um, and get all these signatures on all these random things. And it wasn't just like a regular notice notarization. You had to actually go to the consulates and wait it, wait outside. And we did crazy stuff like that. And it was really frustrating because most of them never really panned out too much. Also understanding the different cultural nuances and sensitivities around menstruation around the world is, is another issue that we really had to overcome and are still, are still trying to work towards 
but we're, we just continue building those relationships. We have a fabulous team. And really, once we started building our international sales team, we were able to put more energy. Uh, but I do encourage people not to jump into that right away because a lot of these opportunities seem really shiny and exciting when they come to you. But it takes a lot of energy to actually build an international marketplace and to create demand and to, to do marketing there. Um, so start slow, start slow with that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, running back and forth the consulates is no joke, but you did mention trade shows. So is that something that you recommend for someone who has a CPG product? Do you feel like those were helpful in getting the brand out there? Absolutely. I think at least at the time, I, I don't know if everything has changed. I don't even know if we're going to have regular trade shows anymore after COVID, but I think trade shows uh, right now, I'm actually doing a virtual one with, with China um, which is really interesting. And I think it's always a good idea to try to make those business connections, get your name out there, um, keep connecting with people, show them what you're doing in other countries and the press. And I think really elevating how you show up as a company and how you can support those international customers is really, really important as far as uh, marketing materials, like marketing support and, and training. And it's a, it's really a true partnership when you're dealing with these international people and actually any customers. So I, I think for us, the trade show route was, was definitely worthwhile. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. But I do want to talk about your Diva Cares program, which aims to expose the global issue of period poverty in which girls and women lack access to menstrual products. Is period poverty something that was in mind when developing the product in general? Yeah, I mean, accessibility was always a big factor. It was something we thought about from the beginning. And we knew that having a product like this that was sustainable would allow menstruators to handle their pro their periods in a more cost-effective way. And we don't realize how much, like when you're, you're going to the drugstore every month, but it adds up. And for, for millions of people around the world, they can't afford to buy those products. It's, it's either eat or by menstrual products, like that's not really an option when you're trying to feed your family. We really have been dedicated and working towards addressing the inequities in menstrual care and in menstruation in general. So that's what really inspires us to, to do that work and to create those partnerships with other organizations that are trying to work towards ending period poverty. It's insane to think that's still even an issue today. You also are uh, producing a full-length documentary film on the subject of period poverty called Pandora's Box. The film journeys through India, Uganda, UK, North America, sharing the global stories of period poverty and menstrual taboos while considering how periods play a role in gender disparity. So what inspired you to get involved in this project? And did you feel like it was something people needed to know about? I mean, I just found out about this, I want to say a couple years ago, and I had no idea that this was still an issue worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we had the idea back in 2017. We were, I was speaking at a conference with a group of amazing young menstrual equity activists. And we were talking about all the importance of the menstrual equity movement, sustainable period care options, how to end period poverty. And I just felt like, okay, this is really important, this gathering. And I asked a, a crew of filmmakers to tag along and to try to capture this, 
uh, I just felt like in my gut, this was something that we really needed to capture and, and build on it. And that was over three years ago and it just kind of evolved. And we ended up filming on four continents. It turned into this massive project and I'm so proud of the film. Finally, it's available on most streaming platforms as of International Women's Day last Amazing. week. So um, that's really good. And so I definitely recommend everyone check it out. Amazing. That's so exciting. I had no idea that it launched last week. I'm going to definitely check that out. That's so cool. So from revolutionizing the way that people handle their periods and changing the conversation around periods to fight discrimination around menstruation and bringing issues such as period poverty to, to the forefront, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment that Diva Cup has had to date? I do get that question once in a while. And it's such a funny question that about success, you know, most people think, oh, you know, I associate money and success and, you know, success of your business and sales. But for me, it really is changing people's lives. It's the work that we do with Diva Cares. That's actually what wakes me up every day. That's what keeps me going. And I really feel like being a company using using our business as a force for good and to create change in the world is what keeps us what creates success. So that's what really I'm most proud of. Before we get into that, let's take a quick break to chat about one of today's sponsors, Skillshare. If we've learned one thing from 2020, it's that time is what we make of it. Work Party listeners, we know how eager you are to learn and we have the perfect resource to help you expand your skill set in 2021. Meet Skillshare, an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. No matter your area of expertise or seniority level, the platform has something for everyone. As a CEO, leadership is a topic that I'm always interested in expanding my knowledge on. Skillshare is brimming with classes on leadership, including one of my personal faves on modern leadership led by Claire Liu. She discusses the importance of healthy feedback loops and the impact that giving honest feedback has on being an effective leader. And leadership is just one topic that Skillshare has to offer. Choose from classes in graphic design, photography, creative writing, web development, and so much more. To all of our listeners who are working to grow their business or fuel their side hustle, Skillshare is the resource for you. Beyond the educational appeal, Skillshare is incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. It's time to bring color, beauty, and fun to your year. Add vivid details and craft complex wonders. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash party and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash party. And now let's get back to our own party work party. So let's get into a little bit of the business side of the business. So there's really no school that teaches you how to be an entrepreneur. You just have to kind of get your hands dirty and dig in. And I'm sure, you know, being around your mom who was doing that for so many years has definitely been an influence on you. But what do you love most about running your own business and why? So I know this sounds really cliche, but I really love working with the people on our team. We're so full of talented folks, not just from Kitchener where our head office is, but all over the country and all over the US, like we have hundreds of people that are involved in the business every single day. And I don't know, I just, I love being creative. Creativity is really such a powerful outlet for me. And I love being a female entrepreneur. And now I'm trying to put more energy into inspiring other 
other female entrepreneurs. I just think there's so much opportunity and there's so many great ideas out there. And I want to encourage others to do the same. And what advice would you give to other founders and young entrepreneurs who want to create a category like you did or who want to solve social and environmental problems while also creating a business that makes money? I mean, that's like a complicated and hard thing to do. And you've done it so successfully. It's definitely tricky, but it it absolutely can be done. And I think you just need to ask yourself how you can find creative ways to use your business as a force for good. And you mentioned solving environmental and social problems. I mean, that's critical. That is what all future businesses, in my opinion, should be about. There's no point on just doing a business for the sake of doing a business. It's not going to last in the long run. You really need to, in order to keep that passion and keep it going long-term, like you want to play the long game here. We don't want to just create something and, and a year later fizzle out. So having purpose really helps align your customers with your brand. And more and more, I'm seeing consumers, they're demanding this. Like they don't want to just support any organization, any company. They want to really align themselves with brands that align with their values. So I think finally, my last thing would be in order to make it the long term, you have to have that contribution aspect in your business. And just every day, that's what gets that's what gets me excited to jump out of bed every day. And I think that's what's what should be something that you're thinking about in your business when you're uh, creating it and getting it started and, and building all the facets. Yeah. I mean, so you built a category disruptor. You also built a, you know, a company that's built on a give back component, social good and education, but you also built it around an industry that is surrounded by silence and stigma. So what are some of the most challenging aspects of building a company specifically within a product vertical that most people would rather just not talk about ever? What are some of the most challenging and would you say some of the most rewarding are? For us, it was always kind of two steps forward, one step back. And those failures along the way, I remember in the beginning, they just felt so horrible. Even if you had a, an unhappy customer that called and was was yelling at you and, you know, there's always situations in business. You really have to be strong. You have to build that that strength around it and not let those things get to you. Carving out our category and gaining legitimacy from our product was definitely probably the most challenging aspect in order to build. And I think hearing the the customer's feedback and the ones that were really, it, it was changing their life, like that was so rewarding. And that really helped us keep going. That helped us overcome a lot of those challenges that that kept coming up. Like, I, I can't even think when I think of the whole 20 years that we've been doing this, it just kind of feels like a blur. But when I actually start thinking about what we actually went through and the resistance and the rejection and the challenges and everything that we face, like I actually wrote a book that's coming out this year later sometime. And I just had to write it all out because it's been so intense and I just think that all businesses have, I don't know, maybe ours had more than others. I don't know. But in my experience, I think that's just entrepreneurship. 
you're always going to be faced with new challenges, with changing preferences, with look at the last year with COVID and everything that's faced us. And it's just changing. Things are always changing. You can never get comfortable. Yeah, so true. And excited to hear that you have a book coming out. That sounds amazing. So one question I have, you know, obviously you've learned, you've been in the period industry for a long time. As a mom yourself, how do you talk openly about menstrual health with your daughter and son? I think this is something that's really interesting, kind of exploring this new generation of how we talk about it. Whereas, you know, for me growing up, it was like, don't really bring it up. It's a bad thing when it happens. You know, it had all this sort of negative stigma around it. So how are you sort of changing or flipping the script? It, it absolutely does. And that's what the work that we've been doing with, with Diva has been all about, that education and normalizing the conversations. So for us in our house, like we just talk really, really openly about it. And even since my kids were babies, I always talked openly. Like if they walk in the bathroom and I have my Diva cup, I don't, I don't try to hide it. So it's just normalizing it. So they don't think that it's something gross and they don't think it's dirty. And I, I think for boys, that's even more important because with girls, we are at least taught the information about it, hopefully, but most people are taught the information and boys are like, oh, don't worry about that. You don't need to know about that. And that just perpetuates that stigma and shame around menstruation and periods and our bodies. And it really becomes a human rights thing. We just need to talk about it openly and that will cascade down and create so much more equity. So absolutely. I talked to my, my son is 11 or he's 10 and my daughter's 11. And we talk about periods all the time. <laughs> I bet probably um, more than they want to. <laughs> they're like, mom, not again. Um, no, but I, I think that's great. And I think that's so true about men and boys learning um, about that and really kind of leveling the playing field. So if someone's listening today and this is their first time hearing about period poverty how can they get involved in advocacy for menstrual equality I think a great place to start is just learning more educating yourself you can start by watching Pandora's box but there's so many great resources out there to learn more and actually our website for diva cares has a lot of resources a lot of great partners and look in your community there's so many communities now there's usually food banks are desperate for for menstrual products you can um, call up your food bank and and see how to get involved but the reality is just learning learning about this issue understanding that it is an issue that affects 200 million people globally every single day and you know it is a big problem and it needs to be in the forefront Before we get into the next topic, I want to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Hydrojug. Did you know that 75% of Americans are dehydrated? Meaning, if you're listening right now, you're probably dehydrated. It's no secret that water is crucial to our health. It provides energy, glowing skin, and overall wellness. But how much water do you need to really unlock those benefits? The experts say a full gallon each day. 
And that's exactly why you need a Hydra jug. These durable and reusable jugs hold more than half a gallon, so you don't have to keep getting up from your desk to refill every hour. They're shatterproof, dishwasher safe bottles, has pockets to conveniently hold my phone and headphones, while the integrated handle makes it easy to keep by my side wherever I go. And a pro tip, I've been using the wide mouth opening to fill up the Hydra jug with fresh fruit, cucumbers, and ice for a leveled up hydrating experience. It's basically like spa water on the go, yum. Head to www.thehydrojug.com to customize your jug and use my code PARTY for 10% off your purchase. That's thehydrojug.com for 10% off with code PARTY. All right, let's get back to the episode. So if you could go back to the beginning of your career journey now, looking back 20 years later, with the knowledge that you have, what advice would you give yourself? I think just that everything happens for a reason. And whenever an opportunity I, I was really excited about fell through, there was almost always something else that came behind it. And out of ever every failure, we were able to grow and learn. And that growth mindset has really served me. There's been times when it's been it's been challenging for sure, but I think having that faith and passion and, and drive. And just to never give up. Totally agree. Um, so what's next for Diva Cup? I mean, what's your vision for the brand moving forward? Obviously, you have the book coming out, which is incredible, but anything new and exciting? Absolutely. Well, we're continuing to expand and innovate and find new ways to create impact by looking at other uh, social problems and environmental problems. I think we're just really getting started. I know it's funny to say we've been doing this for 20 years, but it just feels like we're just getting started. I think you have to have that kind of new mind that you're always looking for new ways to grow and have impact and change. And I just, I love what I do. I I can't wait uh, to continue to grow and do more. Wow. Amazing. That's still after 20 years, being able to say that I think is, is in itself um, a feat. So we're going to wrap with some sentence finishers. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. The three qualities that got me to where I am today are grit, ambition, and collaboration. The best career advice I ever received. Failure is okay. Oh, true. A fellow female entrepreneur I admire. Jamie Kern Lima. <laughs> I love her. She was on I the podcast. Her. Read her book. It's so good. Oh, amazing. She was on the podcast like three episodes ago. So oh, are you that. serious? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Check I out that her. episode. Success to me means helping others. And my best career advice in two words or less. Be unstoppable. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. What an amazing and inspirational um, episode. And tell us where people can follow Diva Cup and yourself. Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at the Diva Cup, or you can find me at Karine, C A R I N N E, Diva Cup. So it's Karine Diva Cup. Um, definitely connect with us, check us out. You can find Pandora's Box online as well, Pandora's Box the film. And you can now watch it on, stream it on iTunes, Hulu, Vimeo. There's a whole bunch. You can find it online, but definitely check it out. Oh, I'm definitely going to. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jacqueline. For more inspiring conversations like this one, subscribe to Work Party on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party. Work Party.